0: ホビーアディクツの時間です It's time for hobby addicts And now here are your anime addicts
1: everybody. Welcome to episode 219 of Hobby Addicts. It's good to be here with all of you on this warm summer day. I am, of course, your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the wonderful Mandy. Mandy, how are you?
2: I'm doing all right. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I think we might get a thunderstorm here in the next hour. Yeah,
2: we've been having those all week.
1: It's kind of rare for Denver, but we'll we'll see if it actually happens. And, of course, we have Mason. Hello there. I am doing...
0: Pretty good, pretty solid.
1: Well, that's good to hear. And uh, welcome to all of you listening from wherever you are, and we're glad to have you. Thanks for tuning in and for helping out the podcast. uh, we're, We're here to entertain you as best we can, and we have a wide variety of stuff to talk about today, for sure. I did some hiking in Utah and played the South Park, the Stick of Truth, better late than never, I guess, even though that game is pretty old at this point. Um, Mandy, of course, has the new hotness. She's got Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, she's got some other stuff. New drawing tablet, Jinji Ito art book. Which is prob- if I have time. Which is probably full I'm- of just morbid imagery I can't even imagine. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and Mason, always coming in with The Unpredictable. It's uh, behind door number three is, the, is a BBC Japan documentary. Which I like documentaries. But... I think we should start with Ghost of Tsushima because I think that's probably
0: the... Hot ticket item.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, as fun as Stick of Truth is, I don't know that it has 5% of the give a fuck as Ghost of Tsushima right now, so why don't we start with that?
2: Sure. So uh, I downloaded it on Friday and I played a little bit on Friday and then I played a lot more last night and some this morning. But yeah, so Ghost of Tsushima people have been living under a rock and don't know (laughs) it's from the uh developer sucker punch uh productions and it came out on ps4 i don't think it's on xbox i think it's just ps4 for the moment i think think there's pc plans i think i think think it's
0: just ps4 i think you're right i think there's i feel like uh sucker punch is usually sony exclusive between like infamous i think sly cooper was also just on the PlayStation as well.
1: I think you're right about to that. See if there's
2: PC plans. Um, does it says there's a possible PC release eventually? It might be
1: like timed exclusivity.
2: Yeah, but yeah. So um, I played a bit of it, and uh, so far this game is gorgeous. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Except, I think the only thing that I don't like about the appearance of it so far is some of the blood splatters are. Pretty horrific. They just look so cartoonish. <laughs> uh. But other than that, the gameplay—I mean, the um, the environments are gorgeous, and you can switch between uh, a few different kind of graphic settings, so you can play in different kind of color schemes. Then you can also play as like uh, black and white. I think we talked about this last time. We talked. We mentioned the game. But you can play in like a black and white sort of, uh, so it looks like an old samurai movie, and it looks looks so great the skin textures on this game are amazing <laughs> like even down to like in engine you could see sweat fall down people's brows it's so good <laughs> like Damn. they had they included a picture mode so you can just like take screenshots of the environment and move the camera around and I've seen so many different kind of um Images that people have taken and they're so god. Everything about the environment is gorgeous. Uh, there's a lot of detail, like the, the um, and like the wildlife. It's ooh so good. But oh, was a masonism. Uh, as as the ooh so good. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh so good. Ooh, ooh so
0: good. Ooh looks great. Ooh fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, game you play as Jin Sakai, who is um, a samurai who under um, who uh, is goes to war with his uncle uh, Shimura, and they this is about the Mongolian invasion. And that we think we talked about this when uh, that other anime came out. What was it that we reviewed?
1: Oh my God, Ang- Anglomoise.
2: Yeah, that. I think we mentioned this game when that, when we did that review, I was like, that'd be interesting because this is kind of, this is based on like the same time period. And so you go to war with, uh, your uncle and, um, during the Mongolian invasion and during that, uh, during that battle your uncle gets kidnapped and or taken hostage and uh, you are left for dead everybody thinks that you're dead but this woman um saves you and uh brings you or nurses you back to life named yuna and she is a thief and her brother was kidnapped or not kidnapped but taken uh prisoner by um another uh army and so you she, you're working together to try and save both of your loved ones before they get executed and it's just just the entire area of sushi, of um, the island of tsushima is uh just you know under siege and so it's uh, an open world game and as you're traveling around you find all kinds of different people to help and uh you know run into troops that are on the on lands and uh yeah so the gameplay wise, it reminds me a lot of a mix between Assassin's Creed and The Witcher. Ooh. I would say the combat is far more Assassin's Creed style, but there's some stuff and just traveling around that reminds me of The Witcher. Uh, just like you get to, you can, um, do investigations where you're investigating tracks and there's like a mode where you can kind of see enemies from afar and, uh, Uh, that, that kind of stuff reminds me a lot of The Witcher, like, like when you're trying to find enemies out on the battlefield, they're like, outline them in red if you're in this specific mode, which is like, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, uh, some kind of like assassin mode, because you're also kind of balancing back and forth between whether or not you want to fight with honor or, uh you know, disregard your honor and uh attack from stealth, like assassinates. And there are movie scenes in there that kinda of show that your father trained you to only fight honorably. You're and that assassinating people was um, uh, you know, was dishonorable and you should never do it. But the you know, times are hard and <laughs> when you're up against an entire army by yourself, you're like, I have to I have to jump from this building and kill the guy before he like lets well, out a uh and they're, not, sound.
1: and they're not honorable. At least if they're anything like no. an, if they're anything like Anglomoist, they're definitely not honorable. I mean, what? Like why why play fair?
2: Uh, excuse me, sorry, second drink. But yeah, um, so there are different ways that you can approach everything. You can either go straight up to strongholds or uh little um little armies, and you can challenge them and uh, it'll have you against one of their people, and then you can try and kill them in one hit. And then if you manage to assassinate them, then everybody else will attack you. And so you at least get one person down, but everybody in this area knows that you're there. And so that's the way that you can fight with honor by taking them on like toe to toe. But you can also play it in Assassin's Creed style where you're sneaking around. You can use your bow. You can use kunai. You can, uh, you know, walk up and push like, the square button like you do in Assassin's Creed and stab them from behind or, you know, slit their throats, so, like, so you can kill them silently and stuff like that. You can crawl, like, under floorboards. So there's different ways that you can approach the game and I'm curious if it's going to change the story. I have no idea yet, but it'd be interesting if it does. If you're, like, if you don't fight with honor for so long, something happens in the story. I don't know. But that'd be interesting to see. But, um... Yeah, so it was kind of overwhelming though because there's so many things to upgrade, a lot of upgrades mm, in there, this game.
1: Is there a lot of So there's a lot of customization, maybe.
2: Um, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, you uh, start off; it starts off pretty simple, where you're like, I have a sword and I swing my sword. <laughs> but <you> get, <laughs>
0: that's my kind of game.
2: <laughs> but you get more things as you go along. If you do a story mission on, that's on the map. Um, like this, like you can also branch off and go wherever you want because it's open world. So there is the main quest, but there are a bunch of other quests that you find on the map. And doing those will help you along the way because you get rewards for them. One of them gave me a bow. So now I can use a bow. Uh, the other one gave me some armor that was better and it had more, uh, buffs on it to help you out with things. And there's like different armor sets you can collect. Uh, you can also create, uh upgrades for them by collecting like uh, animal hides and linens and uh, so there's a lot of like collecting things too with like collecting flowers you can dye your armor with those um, you Ooh. can get like bamboo and stuff and uh, like ore and um, when you're like just walking around towns or villages you can collect all the stuff to try and then take it back to um either an like an armorer or a trapper and you know different places that you can upgrade your equipments and uh man gosh it's like there i know there's so much stuff that i still haven't even uncovered or unlocked at all because i know there's different fighting stances that they include later on i'm like oh shit there's so much damn (laughs) And, like, there are these fox shrines that you can find, and praying to them will unlock more uh, spots where you can equip decorations to your armor or charms to your armor, and then that will give you more things, like, more buffs, either to, like, your health or your damage or your defense, and... Uh, some other things where like you can have you can shoot more arrows you can have more kunai's <laughs> and uh all kinds of there's all kinds of shit that i haven't unlocked yet and i see it on my in my menu screen and i'm dreading it because i'm like holy shit there's so much here <laughs> but um yeah i mean the combat is fine i'm playing it on medium i think i do
1: hmm. the difficult
2: it's not that difficult. Like, you, if you play it stealthy, it's pretty easy. If you play toe-to-toe with them, I think my problem is that it's, it's re- you, this game really does need to lock on because there's so many enemies swarm, swarming you all over the place. And they're from behind you, they're next to you, and your character will always go towards the one that you... Um, I think that is closest to you. But sometimes, like, I think my issue is that when... Like, there are different attacks. There, like, you, you really need to learn how to parry in this game if you're going to fight them toe-to-toe because you have to be able to parry them in order to get hits because they do block a lot. And you can break their block with, like, a heavy attack and then follow it up with a light attack. Uh-huh. But um, there are also some moves that you cannot parry or block. And it does a flash of red, so it has kind of like that Arkham Knight feel to it where uh there are certain attacks that you have to dodge but when i dodge them my character rolls so far away that i'm like well it's hard for me to get back in there
0: <laughs> i mean that's I'm how like- sakura was you ha you are almost constantly blocking and parrying and then there's three different types of unblockable attacks that you have to dodge according to their type of unblockable mm. move set so i get you
2: yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not too hard. Like, I I'm still enjoying it. That's not it's not like so difficult or frustrating. I'm like, I'm done. I have to turn it off. I'm just kind of like, well, that was a dumb, cheap attack on me. <laughs> and then keep going because they will try to surround you. There's guys with shit. Like each each different kind of person requires a different way of fighting them. So like, but guys with shields, you have to be able to. Stun them by hitting them with enough strong attacks to kind of, um, to disarm them. So then you can actually get a hit in, but then there's also guys with pole arms where you have to dodge them. You can't block them because it's a pole arm. And there are guys with really big shields that are a pain in the ass because they will just charge you and throw you up in the air.
1: Damn. (laughs) There's a lot
2: of different guys.
1: You got to kind of break their poise to get inside the defense.
2: Yeah, so, and then there's like the grunts. The grunts are super easy. If you find a, b- a bunch of grunts, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like, like a cakewalk.
0: It's Christmas. Yeah,
2: Day. <laughs> yeah. And then there are guys <laughs> with.
0: They're a cakewalk. You cut them open, and they're cake. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> do the. And then. Um, do you get to loot the
2: enemies the- when you kill them? See, there's not, I actually kind of like this game doesn't have a ton of loot in it. Like, there's no real loot. Like, you don't get armor upgrades or sword upgrades from enemies. You, uh, because you want to fight with just your sword. You have your sword. And he just wants to use his sword. So you can upgrade your sword by getting, uh... Different kind of upgrades for it, but what, or you know, different kind of materials to upgrade it.
1: But what do you get? Do you get money? Do you get souls? You know, if this was Dark Souls, you'd get souls. You know, if,
2: no, there's no souls. Like you can sometimes get linens or arrows and stuff off them or kunais, but there's there's no no kind of uh, no currency XP off system. Of them. Oh, actually, no, you can not get sometimes get currency off of them. Yeah, it's the currency is just called materials, so you can collect materials from them. You can just find it lying around sometimes too.
1: I guess what I'm poking at is like, how is, what is the currency that if, I mean, maybe there isn't one, what is the currency that is used to upgrade your stuff?
2: That's like linens and stuff. Like you just collect items and give them to the trapper that, what they need to upgrade it. See, so like, oh, okay if you want to upgrade your bow he says that he needs so many like bamboo or whatever other kind of things and to upgrade your armor he's like i need so many bear pelts or uh linens and that kind of stuff and then you can upgrade it when you collect what that upgrade needs
0: but there's um, no exp to like improve your own level it's only no. improving your equipment over time
2: um there is sort of an EXP thing but it's only based on missions. Whenever you finish a mi- finish a mission, it'll give you a little boost to this um to this uh like wheel that you have to go around and then once you complete it, you can put a point into some new attack. Okay. So first you get kunais, then you can uh, upgrade it into something else if you want so you can swap out the kunai for something else to use as your like your throw button i just before we started podcasting i got sticky bombs Ooh. and i'm really excited to use those <laughs> where it has like a um some kind of bomb that'll stick to it an enemy and blow them up and i'm hoping i can use that on big groups and i'm hoping it'll blow up all of them <laughs> it'll be great i don't i don't know yet i haven't tried it yet can't wait though. <laughs> you might be able to stick it
1: to a wall too, or something, and blow up, blow them up like that. I
2: don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, I was um, honestly, when the game first came out, like I, I, I do, I do kind of put stock in reviews that I see online and stuff. And, and I, when I first, when it first came out, there were, the critic score was kind of underwhelming, so it only had like an eighty three. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just wait a while. You know, like I got Horizon Zero Dawn, and then there's always Near Automata sitting there that I haven't played. And then the user score came out the the middle of the day yesterday. And it's got a 9.2 from people. And that's like a really fucking mm-hmm. strong score. So now it's got me kind of thinking like, hmm. Here's the
2: thing to keep in mind. This game, oh, this it irritates the shit out of me. This game had a lot of controversy around it. A lot of people are probably giving it. Now, there are definitely people who have a lot of criticisms of it because it is an open world game. Completely fair. Uh, I do understand that... I mean, for me, I think the scenery is gorgeous enough, just traveling through it, that um, I don't need loads of shit in my... You know, open world games. You don't
0: like having don't that big to do list of just pointless climbing yeah, no, eighteen I don't. <laughs> radio towers in this one mile uh, area.
2: Yeah, no, that shit's that shit's dumb. But um, yeah, I, there are a lot of like valid criticisms of like you know, that the open world doesn't feel like it has enough in it, that it just feels kind of bland. Um, there are definitely valid criticisms of the combat, but the big like uh, controversy surrounding it is just because it's an American company making a game based on Japanese history. That was it. <laughs> and a lot of people were upset about that. Grown. Like, it's just dumb Come because on, then it came out in Japan, and Japan loves it. They fucking like,
1: love it. Famitsu gave it I a perfect love... score.
2: <laughs> They're like Americans. Americans can't get Japanese history correct, and then Japan's like, no, actually, they came over here and studied our culture and did a pretty damn good job. Someone so should tell Assassin's
0: like, <laughs> Creed that you know they can't do any, any yeah, locations anymore. Hold up.
2: Comedy anime or Vinland ba- Saga? What? <laughs>
0: not allowed. Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled. People have. Lost there are it.
2: definitely a lot of things where I'm like. Yeah, if they were, uh, if they made it somehow, like, America came in and saved the day, I'd be like, yeah, that's really fucking stupid. (laughs) But they did a great job with it, and as far as I can tell, they, you know, there are definitely things to, where you're like, yeah, this isn't exactly historically correct, but who cares, because most... A lot of Japanese uh, media franchises are not historically accurate. I'm pretty sure I can't fuck samurai swords. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't turn to hot boys. Anyways, and that's but, why. Um, are you sure? I mean, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I know a lot of people were also giving it bad scores based on that just before it even came out, and some review sites did like held back the ability to even score it on day one, they're like, why don't you play the game before well, yeah, <laughs> before you that. review bomb it? <laughs> but, um, it, it, yeah. It just
1: doesn't feel like it got review bombed, though. Like, it's got a 9, too. I mean, that's...
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy that uh, that didn't happen. But I did see a ton of controversy before it came out, and even some grumbling after it came out. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it seems pretty good to me. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how long it is. I do, but oh, you do. Yeah, okay. I was going to
1: mention it. I mean, I'm like a data. I'm like the data guy, right? So, of course, I went to like how long to beat. According to how long to beat, if you just do the story, if you mainline the story, it's 16 and a half hours, and then the extras. If you do the extras, it's thirty eight. They don't have completionist up yet, but I looked at the trophy list, and it doesn't seem like there's anything like particularly. Oh, there's nothing particularly obnoxious. Like there's no collect 190 fucking Japanese, you know, pottery Koku pieces, seeds. you know, whatever the fuck there's no, <laughs> none of that kind of shit. There is like collect 20 Mongol artifacts, collect 20 records, but like how long could that really take? But I'm actually turned on by the length. It's like, I don't have a lot. I don't have yeah. as much time as I want. And there's four or five, like they just gave away the entire tomb Raider collection off on PS plus for free. Um, <clears throat> so there's that, and those, and so I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm like, a, a game I can beat in 16 hours, and then if I want to be a, a trophy whore like I am, you know, if it might take 50, like that's that's yeah, doable, that, you know what I mean? Like I, that actually is a plus for me.
2: That's actually really good to know because, uh, yeah, like I, I just. Uh, nowadays, whenever I get a game that's like you have to spend a, over a hundred hours in it, I'm like, Jesus. oh, groan. I'll play it for a while, and then, you know, another game comes out. I'm like, well, I want to go play that. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, when the game is like, you know, when it's a, when it's like I, I wouldn't be able to put enough time into like a Persona Five to, I'd have to put I'd have to put aside everything else for like the whole next three months to get through a Persona Five because it's so fucking long. So. I don't know. It's uh but but you but is this a game we should be buying now? Like I, I'm guessing Mason, I'm guessing you don't have it either yet.
0: No, I have no plans. So, um you don't
1: have it. any plans to get it. I'm on No, the-
0: I I I was I think my plan was obviously there's going to be some DLC or going to be some PS5 remaster or something to make it e- look even more better. So, I figured I'm I'm not in no rush to play a game right now. I have dmc5 to get through i have a whole library's worth of games so i i the game looks interesting it looks fun but i i figured you know play the better version later for cheaper gotcha
1: well i mean is this the game you recommend is this a must play now mandy or is this a game that like a person can wait four months Mm -hmm. or what do you
2: think i don't don't really think any game is a must play right now but I always think that the best time to get into a game is when the community is really excited about it, because then you get to experience that. But um, no, I don't think I don't think anything is a must buy straight away. I think you can gotcha. wait on it if you.
0: I, I could you're argue, maybe Dark Souls right at the beginning, because there's very much I know communities obviously are interested, but there's the whole like discovery aspect because of all the unknown elements, and I feel like just lore and spoilers in a sense are more prevalent. With Dark Souls, so I could maybe argue that, but No, good to know. Good to know.
1: Well, I really I'm really turned on by the idea of liberating the island, so to speak, and um am and Anglo Moist I can kind of tie it to that in my mind and that makes it kind of exciting. So after hearing you talk about it and after seeing the length and the user scores, I'm kinda like, mm, maybe this game is, you know, more in my I don't really give a shit how beautiful it is. Like I'm sure it's gorgeous, but I've seen people like uploading screenshots like everywhere. I'm like I get it. It's beautiful. Like I don't think I'll give a, a you know two fa- two Fs about that aspect of it, but um, I am kind of all the other stuff is kind of appealing. So now now I'm going to have to consider it.
0: How about the uh, titular ghosts? How do those look?
2: Uh, so <laughs> good you can't <laughs> even see them.
0: Oh, <laughs> realistic to life, then I like it. I like their dedication.
2: Uh, there are. It is also tends to be a uh, pull at your heartstrings because there are moments where, like this is a brutal game keep in mind it was a very brutal time too so you do come yeah. across some tragedies and I was like oh this is really really sad but then again you also get to see Jin go into a hot spring and see his full old, full button view so <laughs> there's also that side of the game. Alright so how does this butt
1: compare to Hisoka and how does this butt compare oh, to Geralt? Oh no she ain't
2: got nothing on Hisoka that's okay. Nice. okay. okay. Um, another thing is that the keep in mind this game was um you know an american company and they made it for the english english language it does have a japanese option i tried a bit of it but um you know it was dubbed over in japanese and so their voice doesn't always match the um exact you know mouth movements so that was a little that threw me off a little bit but like if you want like the full experience where you feel like you can really get immersed in it um you can play it in Japanese I went I switched back to English and uh most of the voice actors are good but you do occasionally meet somebody you're like "Ooh, that accent is that's (laughs) not that's not good You're like really putting on the accent. I'm like, ooh, that's that's a that's a yikes. But uh, it kind of reminds me of the pandas in Warcraft. I'm like, oh, someone got some Warcraft pandas in here.
1: <laughs>
2: and, um, <laughs> but uh, and I also not that we care at all. But I also saw some um, reviewers in Japan saying that the that the Japanese on the title screen is not accurate. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's also funny. But. That's all I really have on it. I'm having fun with it, and I will definitely finish this one. Um, there are definitely a lot of games where I play. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I can see myself getting bored with it, but this one I'm definitely going to play to completion before I and, and try anything else.
0: <laughs> and if you want a ninja samurai game uh, made by a Japanese company, Team Ninja, for a lot, not full price anymore. Uh, Neo Two, 33 bucks at uh, Best Buy. So still a good game.
2: Also, a lot of the combat in it, like the sword strikes, are very accurate. They got, um, they consulted with a some sword fighting experts, and a lot of the strikes in there are very look very authentic, and it's really cool. It's a like a really cool immersion to it. You're not just swinging your sword blindly.
1: <laughs> Man, I can't decide if I need to get it right now or not. Like I don't know. Was this a? Did you play Horizon Zero Dawn, Mandy? A bit. So how does this stack up to like a Horizon to a, like a game like that? Is it they're both open world, so I got
2: bored with Horizon Zero Dawn. So. Okay, <laughs> I think because I just in like this setting, the setting and the scenery more. I don't know. I got frustrated with Horizon. And I stopped playing it, but I do gotcha. plan to go back and try it again. But I don't know. Some of it was just kind of like I'm. I got bored with it.
1: I don't know. I'm as i, might as, <laughs> I, might as, well, I might as well buy it now because even if I finished near automata and horizon zero dawn i'm guessing this game will still be full price by then so they're not going to lower the price and they're not going to lower the price in two months or whatever so right. mm-hmm. so i might as well just do it okay well thank you mandy That maybe that'll no be some useful information for people listening and they'll make a decision like i will based on what you said <laughs> and now why don't we just jump to mason because we'll get we'll get a little bit of mason action what sure, is this I documentary can, uh, i mean my, might as well stay in japan only-
0: Mine will be pretty quick, I think Um, So, I was just hanging around At the house yesterday And my mom was watching uh, WTTW I think it's a local, like Chicago Might be nationwide, I'm not too sure But they were running a BBC documentary A new series called Japan with Sue Perkins Hmm. It's a, a two season show Each season has two episodes And they're each an hour long So four episodes total And it's a uh, you know, a BBC documentary where this, this lady, this host, goes around and goes to different places and locales in Japan and talks about them. And I, it was a super mixed experience watching. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of this series, it got a bunch of buzz online. And it's weird, because on one hand, all like, the camera work is really well done, like the general production of the show is solid. And they go to a bunch of interesting locations. They go to like a sumo stable where people are training. They go uh, interview like the Ama, the uh the Japanese divers who like free dive to collect pearls and stuff, and they're all like eighty year old women and they're just a bunch of badasses. Like they go to cool places. Um, but the the host, Sue Perkins, is such a terrible guide that like <laughs> I just wanted her gone almost all of the time. Like, okay. essentially, all of the, like, dialogue was her saying, wow, it's so alien. It's so unlike a British culture. Like, there was no, like, insightfulness to it. And it wasn't, like, culturally or thoughtful or respectful in any way. It was a lot of just, like, kind of, like, poo-pooing everything that was there. And I get that, you know, that's just her taking her opinion. But it was like she was a first-time visitor, just giving her takes on things without much of an understanding like she would go to a like a speed dating thing where you know guys and girls were in a room like learning to cook cook together as a means to generate conversation and maybe interest because of the declining birth rate and all that stuff and she would present that but then she would like get right up in the face of these shy poor japanese businessmen who are just trying to make friends and like When's the last time you had a girlfriend? 6 years? That's like despicable. Here, I'll take you home and just like grab their hand and like try to walk out with them. Like yeah, it was just kind of That's awkward. strange. And she would like go to a maid cafe, which we can see is kind of strange, but she would be like, "Oh, this whole like master servant thing, like why aren't they connecting with me? Why why aren't they speaking my language and like, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand. This is this is weird." And it just didn't seem very well thought out in how you know it's it's kind of strange because japan just very much has not a uh, nice bubble for foreigners to be included in the sense of they're just not used to having foreigners there so to expect to be catered to made it i don't know just seemed to sever that divide even further instead of trying to reach across the bridge to come to an understanding so There was some nice moments of like reflection and how, you know, British culture varies from Japanese culture and so on. But for the most part, it was really great camera work and really great locations and shots just with a a, a, just a chiding host that was like frustrating to watch. And it was, I don't know, I was kind of turned off by it, but there was getting a bunch of hoopla and I was like, I'll check it out. And it was kind of disappointing. So. Big ne- sad
1: Negative review from Mason
0: Go figure, surprise, surprise <laughs> But uh, I'm about to start the, uh, the documentary that was pretty popular about a w- month ago called The Last Dance mm-hmm. It's the uh, documentary on the Chicago Bulls with uh, Michael Jordan Oh, that's neat Their last run that just came to Netflix today And being a Chicago boy, I'm a little interested in uh, how that all went down So I'll let you know how that goes Great, yeah,
1: I love sports documentaries are often up my alley, so that'll be good. Okay, well, Mason, why don't you rap with me a little bit about well, maybe Mason or maybe Mandy played it as well, but I did play about half of the Stick of Truth yesterday. I think about half of it. It's pretty short. the uh, The game itself is only eleven hours long, so it's and the trophies are are obnoxious, so there's no way I'm going to do them. Like, (laughs) if you look up the trophy list for Stick of Truth. Literally probably eighty percent of them are, are missable and a couple of them are bugged. So I was like I was like, mm, I don't really want to have to play this game with like a step by step guide to get the platinum trophy. So we just we're just kind of plowing through the game and uh doing, I'm doing not side huge. quests
0: <clears throat> I'm not like the biggest like trophy hunter. Like if I can kind of casually get it while I beat a game or just do a little bit of extra work, I will certainly do it. But if there's a a trophy list that is just so immense and like you need five playthroughs on eight difficulties with like i can just tell it's gonna be a huge time investment i almost prefer that because it kind of takes all the pressure off and i can just be like i'm just gonna relax and have as much fun with the game as possible
1: well this one's more like if you don't talk to this exact person before you finish this scene it, you can't get it like so you, you have to I, I mean leave. it's
0: it's a turn-based thing same with like persona where if you want to get a plat with the minimal time you're just essentially following a step-by-step guide. Exactly. and It kind of takes the player out of it, yeah. and it kind of loses the appeal, in my opinion.
1: Anyway, well, real quick, we only have we only have a few minutes here, but Stick of Truth is the first, I guess, PlayStation game for PS4 based on the South Park um, TV series by uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. We all know who what South Park is. Um, <clears throat> and it's set in this world where I guess they, they do it in the in the TV show from time to time, but where all the kids are playing dun- Dungeons and Dragons. And so they're all, um, they all have like a class and they've converted like their houses and their backyards and stuff into these kingdoms. And Cartman is like this grand wizard. He's always like the king because he's Cartman, right? And and, uh, you join as this character that's not in the TV show. So you're kind of a new kid, like the new kid in town. And um, the immediate party that you have is like, you have Butters, who I really like Butters a lot. He's a great character. And he's like a level eight paladin or whatever and mm-hmm. um and you are you can pick south park is so offensive it's so just crazy um you can choose your class and you can pick like a fighter um a a wizard a thief or or a jew <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh my god so of course i picked the jew uh which is probably <laughs> the mo- which is probably the most common and I, and I looked it up and it's also the most powerful class and um and you you know you start off and there's just like there's so many so offensive the game is just ridiculous it's even more, it's even more offensive than than the tv show and it's i don't know it's uh, i kind of like all the all the just a satirical potty mouth humor and stuff so I, i'm i'm right there on board and south park pretty much makes fun of everything equally so um and you're like uh right off the bat your kingdom gets attacked by the other kingdom and it's like this kingdom kingdom of elves and so they use it to teach you how to play and it's very much a turn-based game where you, I mean, it is turn. It, it it plays a lot like Persona. Drive right down to the uh, like. There's like a wheel of actions that appear above your character, and you can like choose from like the bubbles, and like they're like oh, like use an item, uh, attack, and you know defend whatever. And there's um, it, it's very much like D and D where you can do like an action and then you can attack. So you can like use an item and then you can attack. But once you attack, like your turn is over. So, um, and they have. All of the mechanics that you'd expect. There's stun, bleed. You can catch people on fire. You can fart on people. Um, it's just this wild sort of turn-based, just gag game that borrows heavily from the TV show. Oh, and borrows heavily from uh, from other games. Like the music is obviously Lord of the Rings. Like there's this music that sounds just like Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Witcher is definitely borrowed from heavily. Like when you can when you get a quest, it plays the like the like the chant noise of the people like in the Witcher when you get a quest it go, it, I can't imitate the noise but it's like these like sounds like a group of female women like doing like a war cry and you kind of get the quest mm-hmm. it does the same exact it's, it's I, I, I swear it's the identical sound effect it's the exact same sound effect <laughs> um and maybe
2: uh, it's been a while since I've played it
1: they uh they you can fart on people and the fart is definitely like the Ross Da from from Skyrim like it, they make it pretty obvious yeah, and I think
2: most of the game was based on Skyrim, if I remember correctly. It's just very. I like, there being a, yeah, I remember there being a ton of references. Yeah, they just they're just borrowing from everything, and
1: and um, it's just a lot of fun. Like you get to walk around the town of South Park, and there's like a world map, and it shows you on the map like where the quests are. And um, I've run into like Mr. Slave. I found Mr. Hanky. All the teachers at South Park. You know, you get there's a quest where you get to kind of uh, it's a minor spoiler, but kind of not really. I mean, you get to you, you try to bust one of your friends out of, out of detention at the school, and uh, Mr. Mackey's like telling you you're never gonna fu- you you're never going to you you never going to fucking find the key. Okay, yeah, it's in my office though, and you know, you kinda, oh, sh-, you know, he kind of oh he kind of gives it away. And there's like the hall monitors are all ginger kids, and uh, Cartman will send you a text and say, oh well, if a ginger kid bites you, just don't even come back because your soul is lost or whatever. You know <laughs> how South Park is, and um, the game is really good. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. You every attack has like a timing mechanic or some kind of a mechanic that involves you to be like an active participant. You're not just selecting attack and then clicking on a guy. You have to select attack and then um, press X or square or do something with the analog sticks to make the attack work. And if you fuck the attack up, it won't do much damage. So you kind of have to be on your toes and when enemies attack you, you can press X to block and it is you'll still take damage, but you'll take less damage. Um
0: and I really like that component of it, where it forces you to not just you know click and wait. It kind of forces you to be on your toes and, like you said, be involved and engaged. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. And the the only thing that I think really pisses me off at this so far though is I hate it in games when enemies scale with your level. So like you'll level up and you'll have like another whole another piece of equipment that you can use. It's far better than before. Uh, people that play D&D, I, you know, you'll know that, like, there's a pretty big difference between, like, being level three and level five or something, and so y- you can tell the difference is pretty significant in this game, and I think it's because the game is short. Like, I don't think anybody is getting from all that far past, like, level 10, probably, um, but, you know, you'll be fighting these rats or this, or this group of kids, and you'll... They're, like, they hold their own, but you'll beat them, you know, in a few turns, and... Then you'll come back later, and your level level is like four levels higher, and you'll run into the exact same group of kids, and their health is like three times as high, their attack is higher, their defense is higher, like everything's higher. And you just, if you're me, you've wondered. And some people might like this, I guess, but like if you're me, I I keep thinking to myself, like, well, why did I bother doing these side quests to level up? Why did I bother doing this and this when I can't ever get ahead? (laughs) You know, like when when I have to really try to fight a group of of enemies, and I come back later, I want to just fuck them up. You know, like real bad. Uh, so, but, but that's not how this game is. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna scale the whole time, and um, so the battles are gonna be s- um, just like consistently difficult the whole time. It's not very, not a very hard game, and the penalties for dying are minute. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do I mean that's not my preference to have the enemies level up,
0: but it is what it is, I guess. So what what day of the game did you get to? I think there's three days.
1: Uh, I think I'm on day two. I'm I'm at the point where I'm getting like the emo kids, the the goth the goth kids, kids, the goth kids to join <laughs> my group. So I just collected all the goth clothes. I got cigarettes and and coffee, um, and then I got sidetracked and did like some side quests. I went and like saved Mr. Hankey's kids, and uh, his little poops and, uh, and. Yeah,
0: I remember that the. I don't want to say juvenile, like how just like obscene and like raunchy the game is absolutely ramps up oh, on right. the third day. Oh really? Yeah. So that's kind of where all, all the like controversy that it had really just goes full tilt. So,
1: well, it's pretty intense already. I mean like uh token who's the black kid, you know, that's like he, he, uh, the, the name of Cartman's group is called, is like the Koopa keep clan or something or Koopa keep kids or something. And, and it's obviously KKK, and they force Token to join it. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty intense. And um, there's like a Jimmy is like the bard, and like the, in the, on the second day, I, or maybe it's the first day, maybe it's the first day. And he he's like singing his bard songs while he like play, while you battle, so he can like help his the enemies level up or power up or whatever. And his songs are like, was one of them was a uh, There once was a maiden, there once was a maiden from Strawberry Hollow she didn't talk much, but boy, did she swallow? <laughs> it's like, these kids are eight. They're like eight or seven or eight years old. It's just wild shit, but I don't know how it can get worse and all that, but we'll see. But it's South Park. It's like, if you you kind of have to expect it. So that's, that's the brand of humor that the South Park guys have, uh, adopted since, pff, fuck, since day one, since orgasmo, mm-hmm. since, since they had Mormons doing pornos in the orgasmo movie, you know? So <laughs> it's been fun, you know, um, we're gonna play it again some more tonight. We'll probably finish it here in another one or two sessions, cause it's short. And then, you know, I move on to something else. But if you're a if you're a fan of South Park, I mean, it plays just like a South Park TV TV show. So a really long one. The cutscenes look just like South Park. All the voices are there. They all move like South Park. It, it looks great. Um, you get to have you get to be anal pro by aliens. Like it's all there. So if you're a South Park fan, you can get this game now for like 15 bucks on PlayStation Network. So it's um. Definitely worth grabbing. I think it might be it might be more like twenty five bucks. I can't remember, but it's a lot of fun. So I'm having fun with it.
2: Twenty five dollars to get your anal probe on. Nice. Enjoy
0: <laughs> and just absolutely wreck kids. You heard it here. Mitch just wants to beat the crap out of kids.
1: <laughs> oh, and homeless people. You could be beat up on homeless people like crazy. Um, yeah, there's a scene on the ship when you're getting anal probed, and it's like this little white looks like a white penis that they're sticking in your butt, and. Uh, <laughs> And then, like you, f- your sphincter muscles are so like you fart and it blows up the the anal probe. And then another one comes out and it's bigger and it's black yeah. and it's black, of course. And then you blow that one up and then you kind of escaping. And as you escape, like you're walking by these rooms and one of them has Mister Slave in it and he's like, he's like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, can we use the can we use the silver one again? <laughs> he's like enjoying being anal probe because he's Mister Slave, but it's funny. It's 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 a lot of fun. So, well, we didn't get to everything today, but we did have a lot on the table so we'll have to save it maybe for next time.
2: And uh, yeah, mine one of them was disappointing and the other one is just an art book that I love and that's it. <laughs> so it wasn't anything important.
1: I can't even imagine what kind of unspeakable horrors are in that art book, so.
2: Oh, it's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> All right guys, well, we'll have to save we'll have to save the rest for next time, so but um gee, well, you got to hear about two games and um if those sound good, go grab them. I might go download Ghost of Tsushima now. I'm getting ready to finish up my hospital game here for a too long, and I'm going to be on my way to other things. So we'll see you guys next time on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye.